RadioArchives.com presents Will Murray's Pulp Classics. Strange Detective Mysteries Magazine from October 1937. Strange Sleuths versus the Supernatural, a collection of the most bizarre detectives ever to be pitted against the most malevolent fiends ever recorded. Strange Detective Mysteries showcases six startling stories of murder, mayhem, and mystification. Norville W. Page's exciting When the Death Bat Flies. Wayne Rogers' Macabre, The Headsman's Hatbox. Norbert Davis's weird Idiot's Coffin Keepsake. Arthur Leo Zagat's suspenseful Patience for Dr. Death. George Armand Shaftel's thrilling The Miracle Murder Case. And Paul Ernst's eerie Madam Murder and the Corpse Brigade. Listen to the unsurpassed first issue of Strange Detective Mysteries. Here is classic weird menace supercharged to its utmost. Chapter 1. Death's Shadow is a Bat. A ghostly illumination filtered into the hallway from the corner streetlight, and it was against this dim gray darkness that Aubrey Dunn could see the man, or he thought he could. It seemed to him that he was a heavy-shouldered, bullet-headed silhouette standing calmly in the doorway, but it might be that he'd been working too hard on that radio coil of the new type Payson wanted. His overtired brain certainly had kept him awake for long hours. Perhaps now it was creating hallucinations for him. The silhouette moved toward him, and its very silence increased Dunn's tension. Damn it, there was a way to make sure. His hand moved to a row of buttons fitted into the wall side of his bed, pushed two. The door swung silently shut, blocking out even the grayness of the hallway. The ceiling light blazed out, and Dunn heaved a sigh of genuine relief. There really was a man in the room. "'Don't you move!' he cried wildly. "'Wiggle a finger, and I'll plug you.' A stubby revolver was aimed at Dunn's stomach. It was probably damned dangerous business to surprise an armed burglar, as he had. After all, this was his first burglar. He saw that the man's gun hand was trembling, and Dunn's stomach contracted into a hard knot. He contrived to make his voice quiet. "'Now, how,' he said patiently, "'could I possibly hurt you by wiggling a finger? "'Do you know for a minute I thought you were actually a bad dream?' "'He chuckled dryly. "'A crack and wise, huh?' the burglar panted. "'I'm telling us, don't wiggle a finger.' "'Dunn looked the man over with as much calmness as he could. "'The burglar was an inch or two over six feet "'with the shoulders and chest of a gorilla.' His shoes dangled about his neck, one draped over each lapel of his baggy coat, and his socks, which alone covered his feet, were striped green and red. Dunn saw these things with the swiftly analytical eye of a man accustomed to work with mechanical details. He looked at the burglar's face. It was round, the nose pudgy and red, and his eyebrows short hyphens above frightened eyes. Dunn grinned and pressed another button in the panel on which his hand still rested. It could scarcely be called wiggling a finger. From the wall behind the burglar a chair slid quietly forward, pushed by a mechanical arm, and from it a voice said gently, 
Won't you have a seat and make yourself comfortable? The burglar whirled around with a choked cry, his gun hand shaking. The chair kept advancing, and he danced away from it, backed into a heavy table in the middle of the room. Dunn pressed another button. From the table, a cigar box lifted itself on an extension arm, and the same gentle voice spoke from it. "'Have a cigar, old man. They're my private blend, and I can recommend them highly.' The burglar squealed this time, springing away from the gently insistent cigar box. He darted toward the door, and Dunn pressed another button. The door whipped open, and from the darkened hall an appalling apparition showed itself. Rushing to meet the burglar was a creature his equal in size and build, in fact identical in every way except for one thing. The apparition was a skeleton shadow of the burglar.